The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanki. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanki. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening today and joining us. Today, I have a very special guest, and his topic is a Super Bowl life of service, and today we are joined by Don Beebe. Uh, this is my first remote location uh, broadcast, and so I do want to give a very special thank you to Dr. Jenny Hubler and the University of Illinois Circle Campus Honors Class for, your first of all, your participation today, and I'm broadcasting live from UIC, and they have been so incredibly helpful and gracious all throughout the day today here at UIC. So I want to give special thanks to Professor Jenny and the entire staff at UIC. They've welcomed me uh, very warmly and openly. Let's dive into our special guest today, Don Beebe, and Don's life is truly, truly remarkable. At the age of seven, Don asked God to use his speed to be of service in some capacity in sports, and he was blessed with demonstrations of great speed. Don was out of football and hanging aluminum aluminum siding when he was asked to go to college at Shadron State, which is in Nebraska, and his speed got the attention of NFL scouts while he was in college. He was drafted into the NFL and became a veteran nine-year wide receiver. And in fact, Don was the first ever person to play for six Super Bowl teams. And while in Green Bay, Don won a Super Bowl in the 1996-1997 season. In fact, Brett Favre said that the Green Bay Packers would have never won Super Bowl 31 without Don Beebe. Don's life is featured in his book, Six Rings from Nowhere, and that book is currently being made into a full-length feature movie. Truly an unprecedented life, Don, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Personally, Don and I know each other because our daughters uh, are on the same volleyball team, and they've played on the same club volleyball team. Uh, team for the last two years. And to say, Don, that we probably laugh more than any other parents in the stands, not because of what our daughters are uh, playing, they do play their hearts out on the court, but to say that they are uh, are remarkable and that and the parents have formed a special bond, I would say is an understatement, right? Yeah. Well, first, let me say that um, it's an honor for you to be on your show today. Thank and you. I look forward to... Uh, spending a good quality hour here to speaking with each other. Um, 
And uh, yes, we do have, as parents, we do banter and have a great time uh, with each other. I think we're having more fun than the kids do, actually. But, uh, but no, it, it, it does make it more enjoyable from a parent standpoint when the parents get along. Yeah, we and and we do really truly get along so well. And there's a lot of prank wars that go on among the parents. And uh, Don, you and I both have been the butt of some of those, you know, pranks that have taken place. But you know, there's always revenge factors that that happen as a result, right? Well, growing up in the locker room, that was just that's the way of life for me. See, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was nothing new. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned that you were kind of like the prankster in the locker room, right? Uh, I was one of uh, I was one of many. I, I will say that Brett Favre would take the cake on that one, though. Oh, really? What What's oh. the best prank you ever got uh, from Brett Favre? What did he What did he Did he play any good ones on you? Oh no, he would uh, he would often do uh, crazy things. Um, the one that his favorite one to do. And I, it's kind of hard to say over over the, on a national audience here, but yeah. um, when one guy would be in a stall going to the bathroom, Brett would be in the next stall with a bucket of ice. He would sneak in there. He'd be on the toilet standing <laughs> and with this bucket of ice. And then he'd listen, and at the right time, in the right moment, he would dump that bucket of ice on you. And that was not <laughs> pleasurable. <laughs> that was oh, his favorite. Yeah, that sounds – we used to do that in college, uh, in the yeah. shower, though. You know, yeah. girls would be in the shower and over the shower stall, the ice and the, the water and the ice would, would go over. So, yeah, that sounds like a definitely a cold uh, proposition there, I'm sure. But the, but the greatest prank I ever did with, with Brett was actually you could YouTube it. And it was uh, we pulled a, a Halloween prank on Coach Holmgren. We went to his house. We dressed up. Uh, he didn't know it was us because we had masks on and everything like that. And we're just playing around with Coach Holmgren. He was the one that answered the door to go figure um, oh, no. And our kids were all there screaming for candy and money, and <laughs> it was just hilarious. And they, they had it on NBC, but you can YouTube it and watch it. It's a pretty, pretty funny thing. Oh, and, it's, and you had video cameras taping it? Yeah, we were, I actually did a show. Uh, I was doing a show when I was in Green Bay, and I had Brett on as a guest. And we used to go out and do fun stuff instead of this football stuff, because that's kind of yeah. boring. We would yeah. actually do, uh, you know, uh, fun, fun stuff. And on his show, we did a Halloween uh prank on coach Holmgren oh my gosh that's fun it was yeah that's it and it's Halloween I did a Halloween prank a couple years ago with my neighbor and we dressed up and we you know we just screamed at people when we went trick-or-treating at their houses they had no idea full-length costumes they had no idea that it was us and we were like hey where's the chocolate candy here you know we would yell at them for having bad candy and they would get a little bit annoyed at us and and uh my one neighbor who used to be a police officer, he uh, said, you need to leave right now, otherwise I have a gun. <laughs> so I, we, we took our masks off right away because we didn't yeah. want to get, we didn't yeah, want to get caught. But yeah, that was our, that was our Halloween prank a couple yeah, years right ago. Yeah, right before Coach Holmes was going to punch me because I was entering into his house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right before he punched me, I said, hey, no, it's, it's me, Coach. Don't, don't hit me. <laughs> it oh, was funny. No. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I like all the pranks for sure, Don, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more pranks uh, when we're in volleyball tournaments, as we did yeah. a couple weekends ago when we were in Indianapolis together all weekend. Many, oh, many yeah. pranks were played that weekend. <laughs> but I want to sure. give the listeners um, you know, some insight into your life story because it really truly is an inspiration to anyone that is listening. So can you just give us some of the highlights of the incredible twists of fate that your life took to bring you 
to the NFL. Yeah, and I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest view here because yeah. it was a long story. But, um, sure. Uh, and, and you already mentioned at seven, I, I gave my heart to the Lord, and, and I've always lived by the four Fs. And number one is my faith. Number two is my family, my awesome wife, and my four great kids. Yep. And, uh, and then my friends, and then football. Uh, and I think that I've tried to keep that in perspective throughout my whole career. But I knew at a young age I wanted to be or do something special in sports. I didn't know it was going to entail what it has been. But as I went through high school, I got one school that came after me, uh, Western Illinois, that I got a, a full-ride scholarship. I went there for two weeks. I lost 21 pounds during those two weeks. I was homesick, a girlfriend sick, who now is my wife, by the way. Uh, yeah, and, and I she's was, a and great wife, by the way. Yeah, I just want to say, she's, and, Diana is amazing. Yeah, She is. And so I left, and I came back home, and I actually worked construction for three years, kind of not sure what I was going to do in life. Um, and then after three years, I felt led to kind of go back to this college football thing. Well, I had no idea what to turn. Matter of fact, you know, construction guys did just kind of talk, and, and I was talked into trying to try to walk onto the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I mean, we were so naive and dumb. I tried to walk on the Bears when I, with no college experience. So I, I go there, and I knew who Tobin was, Bill Tobin, and I was you sure. know, I a Bear fan. And, um, and I asked him for a tryout, and he said, we just don't take kids off the street. So that was my extent with Chicago Bears. Thank goodness, right? Oh, <laughs> so, no, we're, we're very sad about that, Don. Yeah. Well, we we I, Bears I fans would have uh, welcomed you with open arms. I'm just yeah. going to tell you that. Well, it's possible, but it, it, it worked out better. Um, so I go back to Western, and yep. uh, lo and behold, I got a call out of the blue. And they called me back, and they said, hey, you can come back and play. Well, at that time, I didn't know my eligibility clock in the NCAA was being used up. I only right. got to play one year at Western, and then after that one year, I had a chance to enter the draft, but I was probably going to be a free agent, and free agents, as we all know, very rarely ever make it. But I had a decision that I could go to an NAI school, and that's where Shadron State came in, involved. It was an NAI school out in the middle of nowhere of Nebraska. Right. Now, I didn't even, at that point in time in my life, being a young kid, I didn't even know where Nebraska was. I knew it was west, but I didn't <laughs> even know where it was. I hadn't even been in Iowa, let alone Nebraska, being from Illinois. Uh, And so I go out there. Uh, I didn't want to go at all, but I felt led to go. And I went out there and had a great year. And after that year, it was still kind of letters and possibly a free agent until I got invited to the NFL Combine. And how in the world, Fee, does a kid from Shadron, Nebraska, NAI Division II, get invited to the the big combine at Indianapolis? Because they only take the top 300 college kids. Well, obviously it was a God thing. You know, And and I go there and get invited. And I, I go there and, and cut off. I had, I was, it was, I was so naive. I, I had jeans, shorts, a, a, a cap, and a, and a shirt to my name, and a little backpack. And I, I walked in with my fishing shoes that I had from high school. Well, that's what I ran the forty in the next day. Was my fishing shoes, and, and I had a flopping sole. Half of my sole was unglued, and I didn't know if to tape it or glue it or what. But I ran with it just flopping. Okay, I didn't wow. have, these, I didn't have these great. I didn't have an agent. I didn't know I needed an agent, okay, and they all had great running Nike shoes, and I had these flopping fishing shoes. So I ran a 4.25, and it, at that time, and I don't say these things to brag, but I'm just trying to paint the picture that had to happen, and it broke the all-time record. Matter of fact, that year tied with Deion Sanders. We both ran a 4.25. That record stood for 17 years until Chris Johnson broke it in 07. And, in and the fishing shoes. In the right. fishing shoes. Just, and, and, I just want to keep reminding the listeners, yeah. in, with the flopping know, sole. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, just, yeah. you know, that had to happen. I mean, if I go there and run a 4-4, you know, looking like I look, <laughs> I mean, come on, man, nobody's going to touch me. 
uh, being from Shadron State. But because I did that, I had 21 personal workouts after that combine, and I landed up being the Bills' first pick in the 1989 draft in the third round because they didn't have a first or second round pick because of the Thurman Thomas trade in 1988. So here I was coming from nowhere. Uh, being the team's first pick in the NFL is such a remarkable story. Even today, as I'm 49 years old, I would omit I wasn't good enough to play in the NFL in my standard. There was a lot of guys more talented than I was. It was just my calling in life. And, yeah. and, and I always tell kids and people out there that are just ready to throw in the towel, give up, on their dreams, or just give up on life, you know, or give up on their marriage, give up on their kids, give up on their job, whatever it is, you just got to keep going, because there always is going to be tough days. No matter who you are, you're going to have tough days. And I had a lot of tough days. I had a lot of people tell me, you're nuts. You think you can play in the NFL? Really? Come on, Don. Let's, let's get a realistic dream here. But I never right. gave up on that. And uh, even though times were tough, I, that's why I tell people, is that if you keep trying and you keep going forward and and give it everything you got, okay, and you don't achieve it, I promise you you can live with that. It's the other person that struggles, that just throws in the towel too early, gives up, and says, there's no way I can accomplish that. i got to tell you, those are the, the, the failures in life. And I didn't want to be that, nor do I want to coach that and teach it today. Yeah, and you do. It, such a great example, Don, uh, for people, uh, particularly young people, that, you know, that never give up attitude. And that has certainly been kind of a theme in your life. Um, as I have, you know, looked at your life, looked at, you know, researched all of the, the highlights of it. And there's, there's many, many, many highlights. Um, you had mentioned about knowing that you were here at such an early age at seven years old to serve God. I would like to know, how did you know that at such an early age? Well, that, that's a great question, Fee, because there, we have, we have our, our nature, okay, our, our human nature. Then we have our spiritual nature, which, you know, if, if you understand the Trinity of God, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Well, there's a spirit in all of us. And, right. and at a young age, I grew up in a Christian home, so I knew exactly what that meant at a young age. I knew I wanted to, A, serve God, and B, play sports. Those were very clear to me, and, that's, and I've had that my whole life. Uh, after I retired, I knew I wanted to teach sports, and I knew I wanted to teach God. And, uh, and so here I am uh, knowing full well, because a, a lot of times people are like, well, how did you know to make that decision? You know, there's, an, there's the spirit being of, of all of us that we need to get quiet. It says in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. And what that scripture means is that get away from the world. Get away mm-hmm. from all the hustle and the bustle and get quiet with God. Find that place wherever it is and just get quiet and listen to the word. Pray continuously. That's what the scripture says. Pray continuously. Mm-hmm. And so I do. And, and, and I read the word as, as much as I can so then I can tune out the world and listen to God. And then you can make decisions, tough decisions. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. I'm like everybody else. I make mistakes. I do dumb things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I know one thing. I love Jesus Christ more than anything else in my life, and I want to serve him until I die. And it certainly has proven so well for you uh, throughout your life. Definitely a great demonstration of that, Don. Well, thank you, Fee. I appreciate that. You're welcome. 
Now, your most famous play that you're you're known for, uh, many people know that was in in the Super Bowl with the Buffalo Bills when you're playing against the Cowboys, and um, it in fact that was the the, the first year ever that an ESPY award was given out and it was given to you. Um, that was the play that you were um, running uh, when Leon Lett got, it, uh, got the ball and uh, you, he was thinking that he was going to score a touchdown, mm-hmm. uh, racing down the goal line to score and you actually ran across the field and stripped the ball from him on the one-yard line. That's your most famous play. Yeah. Um, Tell us what you were thinking about as you were uh, just, I mean, totally, if you, if you go on to DonBB.com, you got to watch this play in action because it's truly just remarkable to see how just Don comes out of nowhere, literally, and strips the ball from Leon Lett. Yeah. At least set the stage for people that may have not seen the play. We're, sure. Super Bowl 27. Buffalo Bills are playing the Dallas Cowboys. We had already lost three, two Super Bowls already, and we're going to lose this one. We're already, it's late in the fourth quarter. We're losing 52-17. Game's over. There's just no way we're going to come back and win. I'm doing a fly pattern down the left side of the field, which is a go route. And I'm roughly 40, 50 yards down the, you know, from the line of scrimmage, and our quarterback fumbles it. Well, at that time, a defensive lineman by the Leon Lett picked it up for the Dallas Cowboys and started running for an apparent touchdown. Now, little did he know that I was running after him, Right. And, and I saw it from a, a far distance, and I saw it picked up. I just reacted. See, I just started taking off and running. And here's why. That's because who I was. That was my character. See, if, if, if people, and, and I'm talking about good people, if they really understand what the circumstances are, and they have a, a few minutes to think about it, certainly a day to think about something, typically, most likely, they're going to make the right call. But when you react to something, that's really your true character. Because that comes out in a split second. We don't have time to think about it. You just go. And so I just took off. And, and you know what? And thank God for my mom and dad that grew, I grew up in that kind of atmosphere. You finish everything that you do, son. You never quit. Um, and, and so I, did, I didn't know any different. So I started running down, and literally people ask me all the time, I don't care if I'm in a restaurant, the airport, or even on the phone right now, what were you thinking? And she's running after him. Literally, yeah. I was going to jump on this guy's back. I, I had no idea what I was going to tackle, a 300-pound giant of a man. Yeah. I was just He's gonna a little jump bigger than back. you, Don, yeah. Yeah, he rode me right off the back of the end zone in a bit of a football folly. But he made my job easy. He stuck the right. ball out to his right side, and I knocked the ball out right inside the one-yard line. And that's one of the points I want people to understand, that if I would have thought about it for a split second, I'd have never made the play. I just reacted because that's where your true character comes out. And so I tell kids, listen, when I'm, when I'm coaching and training kids now, I say, if you practice this way, I promise you one day it's going to come back to haunt you. If you practice every day hard and you're giving it everything you've got every day, I, tr- I promise you one day you'll be rewarded for it. And here I am in a 52-17 to 17 loss, and I'm 20 years later talking about this play. A movie, a book has been done circum- circumvent that play. Never give up. And it's so remarkable. And I remember before that game, I was in my uh, pants my, in, a, in a cutoff shirt. It was a really nice day in Pasadena, California. And I, it was about an hour before the game. And I went out and I took a knee at the 50-yard line feet. And I remember this like it was yesterday. And I just got on my knee and I just started praying. I said, Lord, let me be used by you. Let your glory be, be shown through me today. 
I got to tell you, man, when I got up, man, I had goosebumps. I was feeling great. I thought I was going to catch the winning touchdown at the, with no time on the clock to win the Super Bowl. I mean, these are thoughts going through my selfish mind, right? Yeah, but no, yeah. that's not how God works. God takes this simple, just minuscule, non-bearing play in a Super Bowl and uses it to glorify him. I cannot tell you how many times of the hundreds that I have been able to talk about that play to people when they're down, they're distraught, they've thrown in the towel, and then I tell about them, and, they, and they'll listen to me. It brings credibility, you know, uh, how it's just kind of inspired them. You know, it, shoot, it inspires me. What am I talking about? You know, about some crazy play that meant nothing. I'll say this, and I've said this before. If I would have scored a touchdown to win the Super Bowl 27 that day with no time on the clock at the end of the game, it would have never meant as much as running down Leon Lett, not even close. Fascinating. We do have to take a quick break. You are listening to Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee and my special guest, Don Beebe. We'll be right back. Thank you. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment do you want to directly impact your business results improve the quality of your life learn to empower yourself or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself if so directly connect with Fima Zanke at Direct Connect Coaching Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Hey, welcome back, everyone. And I am joined today by NFL great Don Beebe. And um, Don, we were talking before the break about the the Leon Lett story and the, and how magnificent that story has been in your life. Um, I know, you know, you talked about the ups and downs of um, daily life, NFL life, and um, you were on the Buffalo Bills. That was a great team for you. You were in, in many Super Bowls with the Bills. Um, 
However, you didn't win a Super Bowl with the Bills. Um, how did you remain focused to keep going, and what gave you the motivation to move forward? Well, I, I, again, um, I go back to it, that wasn't hard. I think mm-hmm. it's, each of us, are we have our character. And, right. uh, and one thing I think the Bills scouting department, really one of the very first things they recruited was character. They would, they'll tell you that. Bill Polian, John Butler, the late John Butler, uh, the general managers of, the, of those years, that was the first criteria. Um, and, and I think if you, obviously you had to have talent. I, I, we get that. But um, if you don't have character and you don't have chemistry, if you don't have those two things, okay, you're not going to win. I'm going to tell you, you're just not going to win, and you're certainly not going to win consistently. And those, those, that Buffalo Bills team was just made up of a lot of character guys. I mean, think yeah. about Jim Kelly right now. Yeah, and Jim Kelly, my, you know, my my good buddy uh, is just really struggling right now, and yeah. and I knew Jim when he was just you know just had no care in the world, just going about his deal, and he was in a lot of trouble and drank a lot, and you know, and that was Jim, and that was his life. He was single and all that, and then then he has this boy named Hunter, and uh, and it just changed his life, and and Hunter, you know, for eight years had this disease called Crab A disease, and he just couldn't speak, never said a word. Uh, just really was in pain for eight straight years, and uh, and Jim never got to experience a relationship with the boy that he had dreamed of when he was when he was before he got married. You know, like every guy does. Sure. sure. And, uh, and then Hunter died at eight, and mm-hmm. it changed Jim's life. And 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 I got to tell you, through that whole experience, Jim has come to know the Lord, and he is so on fire for Christ. And now here he's battling cancer, and he just started chemo and radiation Monday. And uh, yesterday, and yesterday. and so it's it's been it's been hard. And this is Jim Kelly, the tough guy, you know the you know the four Super Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but yet reality is reality. And and sometimes when hard things happen to us, like a hunter and your son dying, you know what? It, it changes your life. And Jim says, I want to be in heaven for the rest of, for eternity with my son and his wife Jill, who's just a wonderful human being. Yeah. And I can tell you, man, I think everybody has those experiences. Maybe not to certain that degree, yeah. but that was the makeup of those guys in Buffalo as far as character, and that's why we went to four in a row. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, you had mentioned, I, I do want to say, I think, um, you know, you hear whispers of uh, of us in the uh, in the volleyball in the gyms and stuff, and all the dads, um, they're like, yeah, that's Don Beebe, well, I think it's kind of funny that I'm the mom that's getting, getting to interview. I just kind of laugh about that. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> um, now, when and, and I don't talk to you a lot about football. We do more pranks mm-hmm. than anything else when we're together. But every once right. in a while, I have to throw a football question out at you. So yeah. um, I do ask. And I know you told me about the story of how Marv Levy was such a powerful influence as a coach in your life. Yeah. Can you share with our listeners what made Marv Levy so influential to you? Humility. I think, I think the greatest quality in any human being, especially a man, uh, because they struggle with this more than anything, is humility. Yeah. And uh, here he was, a Hall of Fame coach, one of the great ones to ever be, to, to stand on the sideline in an NFL game, and you would never know that. This guy is so humble and such a great person. Uh, every person that played for Marv Levy, I don't care if you were there for three months, uh, would say Marv Levy is a great guy. Um, yeah. I, I started high school coaching in, in 2004, Right. I just wanted to do it for fun, and, and I've had a blast. And, and we make it to the playoffs um, 
you know, in that year. And who, who do I call to come do the pregame speech? Coach Levy. And guess who did the pregame speech? In a, in a rusty, water-filled floor, damp locker room, yeah. as small as, you know, a bathroom, uh, Marv is there doing the pregame speech. And I got to tell you, man, I, just, I had a tear standing back there just listening to him. Um, he's just a great, true man, and, I, and I, it was an honor to play for that guy. Yeah. Well, and I want to put this into perspective for our listeners, too, Don, because you you coach as a volunteer, by the way, um, again, showing your character and true devotion um, at Aurora Christian High School and, um, you know, taking these guys to the playoffs year after year. And it's a small, tiny little school. It's not like you, you know, have a, a team that is some of the public schools around here where there's, you know, 125 guys on the sidelines. Uh, that's not the case. I mean, you just get the most out of teaching these guys. And what you teach them is life skills and character building skills. And, and I definitely commend you for that. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, and again, I, I get more fun of it than I think the kids do because I'm just, I'm loving it, you know. And, and I've always believed this, that talent doesn't win. Okay, what wins is, is character and chemistry. And, and when you can teach a kid that and they truly understand what that means, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to win. Regardless, mm-hmm. you're going to win more than you're going to lose. And, and I, I think the greatest thing about coaching that I learned from great coaches was it, it wasn't about X's and O's. I don't care what sports you're playing. Forget, mm-hmm. Throw X's and O's right out the window. Okay? You've got to get that kid boy or girl, to play above their ability. And it's all by just loving them and teaching them character and chemistry. And when they get that, you're going to be pretty good. You bet. And uh, loving them really does matter. And uh, I'm, I'm certainly a fan of that is in coaching and in sharing that love, with, especially with kids. And speaking of kids, I know you started Don Beebe's House of Speed to influence the lives of children. And thus far, um, you've, you've got this business that has grown now to over 40,000, is that accurate, kids that have gone through the House of Speed? Um, yeah, actually, that number was way back in 2006, so I, it's over oh. 100,000 now, but yeah. Oh, well, okay, yeah, well, my okay. research the bio, was... The bio was old. <laughs> the, research, the research needs to be updated yeah, then, okay. Don, right? That's my fault, that's my fault. <laughs> okay, so yeah. over 100,000 kids have gone through, you've, yeah. you started, again, using this... Um, you know, this house of speed to influence and build character and chemistry with these kids. And tell me a little bit about the mission of, uh, you know, the house of speed and what that all means for you now that you're, you know, retired from the NFL and what that all means for you. Well, I, I, can, I can do it in a nutshell by a comment that I heard from a dad just the other day. Um, and you asking this question, I just, it just reflects on that comment. And and it was a volleyball. We trained these, this group on Tuesday nights, actually, at, um, at the, our facility. And at the end of the session, I took the last five minutes, and I do this every once in a while, but I took the last five to ten minutes, and I brought all the girls up, and I just, and I just talked to them. And I told them what it took to be successful, not just in volleyball, but in life, you know, and, and, and just inspired to them. And as I wa- was walking away and all the girls left, and the dad came up to me, two dads actually came up to me, and the one said, Don, i got to tell you, all the money that I spent on the 12 sessions for you to train, it was worth it for that last five minutes, what you just said. And wow. that's, a, that's what House of Speed's all about. 
is just teaching kids character. And you know what? Can we make an athlete jump higher and run faster and move quicker? Oh, that's easy. I got to tell you, Fee, that is really easy to do. But sure. what really is hard to do is to change their perspective. I got to tell you, at least nine out of ten, maybe even a higher percentage than maybe ninety-five percent of the kids that come through the doors are verbally beaten down by their coaches, their peers, and sadly enough, their parents. Yeah. And they just have no chance mentally. Yeah. And then it turns into physically no chance. And somehow, some way, that's got to change. And, and if I can just be a small part, or our trainers at How Speak can be a small part of that, man, that's, that's our whole mission. I am I am on that page 100% with you. No knowing this Don and and you know I work with with people in a leadership coaching capacity and um I just know how critical people can be of others and critical uh, most mostly people can be of themselves and yeah. if we can offer encouragement and support to get that to become a habit, I mean, that is so, so very valuable and so important. And um, I can't tell you the, the experiences that I've had with clients and, you know, in working with groups. In fact, even at the class this morning, it was really all about that message of encouragement um, and, and, you know, changing your mind, changing your thinking first about yourself so that then you can bring that to others. And I think that's really valuable. So thanks for being that leader by example because that's really really wonderful i appreciate yeah, it and, and and i tell our trainers um that when that kid walks through that door and his head is held low with with the frown on his face and he he might not even want to be there or she might not want to be there by the time you get done in that session an hour and a half or two hours later they got a pep in their step they got the head held high and they got a smile on their face and i want yeah. that kid to enjoy their experience and it might just take one arm around their around their shoulders are walking out saying, man, I got to tell you, you really look good today and you did a nice job. Way to go. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Way to go. I know that um, now, Don, the the House of Speed is available. It's a franchise opportunity. This is something that you're building, you know, throughout the country. It's exciting to hear about the growth of that. Um, tell me a little bit about the franchise opportunity and how people can pursue that, people that are interested in getting that started. Sure. And what, what we're kind of moving more into, uh, you know, out, more than just a franchise, is, is more of a licensing agreement. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they are different. A licensing agreement basically is, you know, we're going to give them the whole package. You know, we have 20 different videos and manuals and 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 they come in for three days of training if they when they buy into the the house of speed package, uh, and they get everything that we've learned over 16 years of training and throughout my whole career of you know picking the great minds of people that I've been around, uh, sure. and and just put this all into a, in a package, and uh, and we sell the license agreement and then they go into whatever area they go to and they run house of speeds around the country. Uh, we do have franchises. We still have them. The difference is, as franchises, we there's ongoing service, there's royalties, and there's they get territory. And it was just a lot more complicated to do franchises fee. I'll be honest. And sure. so we kind of moved out of that picture and did a little bit more of the license agreement. And it's just a lot less, uh, a lot less overhead and headache, and and I think a lot more enjoyable for both parties. Yeah, definitely. And and, well, and if anybody wants information on that, they can always go to houseofspeed.com fee and. And we can certainly get in touch and, and do that. But that's where we've moved to in the last year. Okay. Sounds great. Um, 
You know, we mentioned a little bit earlier, Don, that you volunteer as a head coach at Aurora Christian High School. I want to ask you a little bit about what it is that drives you to, to volunteer um, rather than moving into like a college or an NFL. I mean, certainly, you know, you have that option to go into yeah. the college ranks, making a lot of money in college or the NFL. What keeps you going here at your high school? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I get a very simple answer. God wanted me there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot more to say than that because I, I think so many times uh, we we get caught up into what we want selfishly and what the world is trying to offer. Sure. Uh, and sure, yeah, I could have gone to the professional level. I had a chance to go back to Buffalo. I could have been in the college level and coach, but you know what? That That's not where my my calling was. My calling was to impact kids in high school, in middle school, in grade school. And so that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm at, and that's where I'm going to be. And and now that um, uh, I'm seeing my career wind down as a coach only because I, I feel that God is calling me more into the ministry and the evangelistic uh, movement for myself to just travel around and speak at anything. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. And and, and, I, and I see that this book and the, and the potential movie that could happen here, uh, that it's going to create such a platform to, for me to be able to do that. And i got to tell you, in the latter part of my life, and I know I'm only 49, I get that, but I am halfway through, okay? In the latter part of my sure. life, I want to, that's what I want to do. I want to spend time traveling around with my wife and preaching the gospel of God. And, and um, man, what, what more can, what, what's better than that? You know, and, and so I just hope, I'm praying that that happens. If, you know, we'll see how God takes that. But, man, I have really enjoyed the last 10 years of coaching these kids, that's for sure. Yeah, and you've done such a great job, definitely. Uh, we are going to take another short break here. And we are, you are listening to Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanke. And my special guest today is Don Beebe. So we'll be right back. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Welcome back. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Fima Zanke, and you're, uh, we're joined by Don Beebe, my special guest today. And if you do happen to have a question for Don, uh, I do want to invite you to call in and uh, ask your question, although I'm a little hesitant about that, Donna. As you know, we do have one dad that is kind of the main prankster that if, as long as he's not in a sales meeting today, he may end up calling. So who knows what, who knows what we're going to get out of him, you know? Yeah, and, and we can cut him off. So Michael's on the other end. If we, need to, if we need to cut him off, Michael, we will anyway. Yeah. Especially if we start um, talking about the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Our our prankster dad, he's a, a big Cardinals fan, and that doesn't go over really well when you're um, in a city of Chicago that has two baseball teams. So that doesn't go over real well, especially for the Cubs fans, because the, the Cubs and the Cardinals are a bit, uh, there's a bit of a rivalry there. Yeah. Um, yeah, little, slight, slight, slight. Now, uh, Don, you had mentioned your book, Six Rings from Nowhere, that it looks like it's being made into a full-length movie. Um, Tell me, how does it feel for you to know that your story is going to be used to influence people in this element of service and being of service? How does that feel for you? You know, I kind of, I try to take the perspective that it's, it's, um, I understand that it's my story, but it's really, I guess, let me just fill you in on the first conversation what I I had with these producers um, out of Hollywood. And it was over a year ago, uh, they called me, and in that first conversation, the very first couple of minutes of that conversation, I just told the executive producer, I said, um, if this has anything to do with fantasizing the story and make it Hollywood and, and taking it away from the truth and the true meaning of faith, and what God has done for me, I got to tell you guys, and I could care less how much you make and I make in this deal. I want, I have no part in that. I don't want to do that. I said, Let, we can end this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. I said, but if this has any everything to do with telling the true story, what God's done for me, which has just been amazing, um, and opening doors and just having faith. I mean, just sure faith that God's going to take care of you. You know, in the most down moments of my life then if that's going to be the truth and done right, I'm all in, guys. I'm all in. And that it gives me a platform to spread the gospel of Christ, I said, let's do it. And they were over, overblown by that comment. And, and ever since then, we just hit it off. And i got to tell you, this team, uh, Desert Wind is the, the name of the company, um, the team that they have assembled together and put together has is, is been just a great team. Um, and uh, and some great names in, in Hollywood and faith-based movies. So it, it's neat um, to be a part of, humbling at the same time, but yet I don't ever want to lose the perspective of why I'm really, really, truly doing this. Yeah, yeah, which is wonderful. 
I know your family is so very important to you as your faith, and you do have a, a really beautiful family. You have a beautiful wife and four wonderful children. I want to ask you, Don, about balancing that life of, you know, that, that you talked about earlier, faith, family, friends, and, and in the past it was football, but now it's definitely you know, coaching and, right. and teaching and influencing children. And how do you maintain that balance within yourself? You know, it, it's, it's got to be a daily walk with God. You just can't put God on a shelf and say, well, you know, times are troubled now. I better take them off the shelf and use God mm-hmm. or turn to God. I mean, it doesn't work that way. You know, it's, it's got to be a constant thing. It's got to become who you are. I always tell athletes, listen, if you want to be a great athlete, spend time training. You want to be a great Christian, open up the Word and get on your knees. And, um, and so I guess that I've just, I, I had a great example of my father. At the age of 24, you know, he grew up in a, co- a home that, you know, grandpa and grandma just, you know, especially grandfather, he really didn't love my dad the way it should be. I don't know if he ever even told dad that I love you in his whole life. Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't really, and he didn't grow up in that Christian home. And, and at, at the age of 24, my dad says, I'm going to, I'm making a decision. I'm going to follow the Lord and I'm going to change the BB legacy. Well, i got to tell you, he's done that in spades because he had five kids himself, and those five kids now have had, uh, what is it now, 18 grandkids and I think six or seven great-grandkids. Wow. Now, that is a party. Just so you know, in 1965, my dad started taking vacations um, you know, with the family, and, then, yep. and, and I was born in 64. And in 1970, we started going to this place in northern Minnesota. Well, guess what? Here we are 44 years later, and we're still going to that same resort. And not one person in our family, now is 42 people, has ever missed. Has yeah, ever missed. Yeah. I know it's so admirable because you do tell us at you know when we're at the volleyball tournaments together yeah. about this wonderful family vacation where you guys all gather together each and every year and everybody gets you know gets together and it's and it happens to be right before our national volleyball tournament in Florida and yeah. uh you know it's just fun to hear the stories that you share about your family and how close you all are together and um you know how you share that that annual trip together in Minnesota well it it it, it was taught to me again and, and and so for me to answer that question is very simple it's easy it's mm-hmm. easy to know that nothing comes before my faith and nothing comes before my family. My, yeah. my, and, and they know it. My four kids know that, they're the, that I am extremely involved in their life. And I think that saying it, because I'm always a believer that things are caught in the home, not taught. Many parents want to teach, 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 but they're not living it themselves. Well, right. they can catch that. And, and the greatest quality that you can give your kid and the greatest thing that you can give them is, is time. Spend sure. time with them. You know, um, I heard this from, I think it was Dobson, Charles Dobson one day, and his wife came to, he was working in a den, and he and, and the boy was out in the backyard, his son, I can't remember his name, was, hey, Dad, let's go play some ball, play some catch or something like that. And, and Dr. Dobson was just like, yeah, I'm busy, I'm busy, I can't do it right now. And his wife comes to the door, and he, she says, if you don't spend time with him now, he won't spend time with you later. And uh, and I got to tell you that 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 scares the snot out of me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I want to yeah. spend time with my kids. Sure, and and you definitely do. I mean, it's yeah. clearly demonstrable. Um, 
at volleyball tournaments, even though sometimes you get your phone stolen, your coat stolen, <laughs> you get red carded at these tournaments. Yeah. These are all some of the pranks that do happen as a result of you uh, some of these prank wars that go on. But it it, yeah. it does keep us it does keep us on our toes, right? <laughs> it's all in fun, yes. <laughs> it's all in fun. It's all in fun. Yeah. Um, one of the things you mentioned, Don, that I wanted to, to tap into is, um, you know, you say that you you are you spend time in silence, kind of listening, and I want to ask you, you you talk about kind of the internal guidance, the the nudges or the the, uh, the things that kind of say, hey, yeah, this is where you need to spend time. Can you share with the listeners how that knowing has come to you so that you're you're clear and understanding that that is, yes, that is God's guidance saying yes yeah. to you? Well, first you have to have God living in you. Um, sure. You know, God wants to, he says in Revelation 3.20 that I stand at the door and knock, and anybody that answers the door and lets him in, he'll come in. And, and so he's, he's standing at the door, everybody's heart's door, he's standing there knocking, saying, I want to be a part of your life, I want to lead your life, I want to be the most important thing in your life. But we don't, people don't take the time to even open up the door and listen to God. They want to just do things themselves. And, and, uh, and so, but once you've opened that door and you've asked God to come into your life and you want to live for Him and, and you've accepted that He died on the cross and that he, he rose again three days later for your sins. I mean, wow, what a wonderful thing. I mean, it's an amazing, amazing deal. Uh, when you truly understand that, then you have this, the, the, the Spirit living in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And now you have somebody that you can turn to. You know, when, God, when, when Christ was on earth and then he ascended to heaven uh, at Pentecost, uh, he said he was going to leave the Spirit with us. And that's right. what we have, the Trinity of God with us. So, yeah, so I pray. You know, Lord, just, just teach me on a daily basis. Lead me to Scripture. Maybe it's Scripture. And a lot of times i got to tell you, you know who it is that speaks to me the most and I think God uses is my wonderful wife, Diana. Yeah. Uh, you know, she is such a spiritual woman. And, uh, and a lot of times when I get caught up in, in just the hustle and bustle of trying to do so much, you know, she, she says, hey, let's, let's pray about this, you know, and, and this is what the Lord's speaking to me. So that's why we're partners. That's why yeah, she's my sure. wife's partner. Um, but I'll give you an example. Um, I was, it was during the time I went back to Western Illinois and, and, um, and the first time I got noticed by the NFL was they were doing a pro day, which is a combine day at Western Illinois, and they were timing guys that were going to be seniors in the 40-yard dash. Right. I, I, I remember the story. Yep. Yeah. When I went back now, I had not played yet, and so I was going through spring drills before my first season of college football there at Western, and, and I just happened to be walking out of math class. And every yep. day I would walk around Western Hall where they were, had the indoor facility, and I would walk back to Wetzel Hall, my dorm room, Okay. But this day, for some reason, I just happened to walk into the gym, and it was, and it was, remember, I remember, and again, this is how the Spirit moved me, and basically, I just felt it in my inner being that I had to go talk to Coach. I don't remember what it was about, Fee, I can't remember it all, right. but I right. remember I was led to walk into that gym. Well, lo and behold, they're running, right now, they're running the 40-yard dash, and I was like, I walked up to Coach, hey, Coach, what's going on? Hey, well, the guys are going to be seniors next year running the 40 for five NFL scouts. Well, right. Coach, I'm going to be a senior. Can I run? Oh, Don, you know, you haven't really played you know, before. You're not on any film. You know, just forget about it. No, Coach, I really like to run. It would be kind of cool. Oh, Don, go ahead. You know, so without warming up in jean shorts and, and I had sandals on, I flipped off my sandals barefoot and ran barefoot. 4 3 two, 40. And that's barefoot. where it really started. <laughs> yep. And a scout, yeah. Dallas scout came up to me and he goes, he goes, what's your name? I go, Don Beebe. And he goes, 
what number are you on film? I said, well, <laughs> I've never played before. And he goes, you've got to be kidding me. Right. <laughs> he goes, I've never seen this before. And he says, I've been doing this for 21 years. I've never timed a guy that fast in my watch. And I looked at him, and I was so dumb and naive. I go, is that good? <laughs> he goes, yeah, that's pretty good, son. Uh, so that's really kind of started. But that's how the Holy Spirit works. I mean, he just opens doors. We're just, we just have to listen to him and be led by him on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, that's such a great story. I I remember you know hearing the story and uh, and the the whole you know it, it it definitely is a testament when you're running in your fishing shoes or running barefoot and you you have this the tremendous speed. It really uh, it really is truly remarkable. I will I will even say this, Fee, is because I know people that are out there listening right now and they say, well, yeah, well, Don, I mean, this. Does it really happen that way and stuff like that? I, I, well, yeah, you know, I do believe this, that we can miss out on a lot of blessings God has for us because we're not obedient. That's the key word. We have to be obedient to God's word and repentive of our sin on a daily basis. And when we're not, we might miss out on something that God had in store for us. Now, is God's grace amazing? Oh, man, I don't even think we can ever comprehend God's grace, uh, what he does for us on a daily basis, on a minute and a second basis. Uh, how he is there always for us. So, yes, there are times that I have missed the boat. And there are times I've had to pay the consequences because of stupid decisions that I have done. But for the most part, I have tried my hardest to live the life of a Christian. And, uh, and I think because of that, God really has opened a lot of doors that I was able to walk through that maybe many people might not have because they weren't obedient and repentive. Uh, but, I again, I will say I have had a lot of things happen to me in my life that I regret, that I wish I would have done different because I wasn't listening to the Lord like I should have. Yeah. But at the times you really did need to listen, it, yeah. it definitely worked. You know, yeah. on the flip side of that, it definitely worked for you. Yeah. Um, I do know this, Don, that um, your dear friend Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills is struggling with these health challenges and, and you know, started, you mentioned started uh, chemo. I want to invite the listeners to please send your love and support to Jim and his family so that um, he can feel that love as he is going through this tremendous battle because I know it's been difficult and um, and our support as listeners is definitely something that um, we can come together to do and to offer him and his family. Um, I also want to remind our listeners about the boomerang movement and examples of really throwing out your boomerangs of, of joy, inspiration. I want to encourage people to continue to do that because that is part of the platform of this uh, radio show and what it is that we want to do. Um, we are unfortunately out of time, Don. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. I want to encourage people to go to DonBB.com or the House of Speed to uh, further investigate Don's story, uh, pick up the book, um, definitely watch for the movie. And um, thank you for your very wonderful and inspiring message to, that you shared with our listeners today. And as we wrap up today, as is tradition uh, now for wrapping up, I do want to say to our troops who defend our great nation, thank you all so very much for your service. And Don, it's been a pleasure. We are going to uh, continue to see our 
girls 17 red team be successful and do well we'll continue our parent pranks together and thanks for being such a gracious guest today thanks everyone yeah have a great week everyone Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.